one of the points made in the uh, reading from Lumpu Cha's biography yesterday, one of um, his essential principles is that uh, two different kinds of uh, peacefulness, the coarse kind and the subtle kind, two kinds of, of happiness really, two kinds of peace. Well, the coarse kind of peace comes from being in a, a quiet environment, being in the countryside, away from lots of the activity of a city, the noise, bustle, a piece of external circumstances is a kind of peace. Similarly, the piece of a, a quiet mind, a mind free of a lot of thinking, is also, on the inner level, is also a kind of peace, but it's a course, a, uh, a worldly kind of peace. The subtle peace, or the peace which is genuine, reliable, a peace which is truly liberating, is the peace which is in the attitude. How the mind appreciates, receives all experience. The external peacefulness, like having a standard of noble silence on a retreat, being in the countryside, having a routine of formal meditation, sitting, walking meditation, those support the realization, the actualization of inner peace, but they in themselves are fragile, dependent, They can always be disturbed. Whereas the, the true inner peace, that subtle peace of a skillful attitude, the attitude of mind free from conceit, free from self-view, free from biases, the agati, biased by fear or desire, aversion, confusion, free from those biases, that's the, the real peace, because that is unshakable. It doesn't depend on having quietness around us. It doesn't depend on the mind being free of thought or perceptions. There can be a lot of bright colors or loud sounds. There can be strong sensations, uncomfortable sensations in the body. But if the attitude is skillful, if there is awake, aware receptivity to the quality of the present moment, the heart free of those biases, the agati, then even though there might be a lot of noise or activity, there's peace. Even though there might be a lot of, of thinking, strong memories or strong emotions. If there's peace in the attitude, there is peace, despite the fact of a, a lot of movement, change, brightness, things being bright and loud and mobile, 
in the world of perceptions. The way Lumpur Chao put it in a, another of their readings was, if you expect a monkey not to behave like a monkey, if you want the monkey to sit still and be quiet, then you're going to be creating suffering. You're bound to be disappointed, irritated, because monkeys have the nature to jump around, make a lot of noise. They do stuff. They fiddle with things. They play about. They're restless. That's what monkeys are. But if we have a skillful attitude, then even though the monkey can be jumping around doing its thing, their heart is at ease. It's not finding fault with it, not complaining about it, not wanting it to be different, not dwelling in aversion. So we create the structures of external peace, the, the, the coarse, worldly kinds of peace. We use these very actively, deliberately, to support the reflective environment, to support the, the practice of looking inward, knowing the mind and its moods, training the mind. But the real peace is not in the absence of traffic. It's not in the absence of activity. It's not in the absence of pain or, or emotion. The real peace is in the attitude training the heart to be that awake, aware quality. Embodying Dhamma, embodying that quality of wakeful awareness. Being Buddha, being awake, being that, that knowing, receptive, unbiased quality. And we see that the real peace is, is, is only to be found in the attitude. We don't look for it, not trying to hold on to it or to fixate on it, to grasp the external aspects of peace. We appreciate them, but we're not attached to them. So if there's silence and stillness, simplicity, quietude, it's delightful. To be alone is delightful. But it's not a refuge. It's not liberating in and of itself. It can't be. It's just the kaya viveka, physical seclusion. The citta viveka is that establishing of that inner attitude. Citta viveka, the, the inner seclusion the inner uh, disentanglement, the inner withdrawal. Viveka means to, to withdraw or to, uh, to retreat, to find a place of seclusion, quietness. So kaya viveka, like being in a quiet place like Amravati in the countryside, being in your kuti, being in your room, seeking solitude, these are uh, wholesome, they're supportive, but kaya viveka, physical seclusion on its own, can't be liberating.
It's dependent, fragile. As soon as a, a noise happens outside your, your window, someone comes by with a lawnmower or a strimmer or a, a truck arrives with a delivery and starts bleeping, your peace is gone. So establishing the citta viveka is that inner seclusion, that inner disentangling. Embodying that quality of awakened awareness. So that's the second level of viveka, or seclusion, withdrawing. The third level is upadi viveka. So upadi means uh, literally the, the basis of existence or the, the fundamentals of, of being. Essentially it means that attachment to the idea of I and me and mine, the heart wedded to the sense of I, me, this being. Upadi viveka is then seclusion from those habits. The heart no longer entangled with those habits of eye-making and mind-making. The habits of becoming, bhavatana. Seclusion from the defilements. Seclusion from the conceit of, of I and me and mine. Oh, this is a little harder to get a picture of or to get a sense of the meaning of this. But essentially it's not just a, a, a basic attitude of non-attachment, non-entanglement. But the heart established with such a degree of clarity, of Wholesome, noble, wise qualities. But there's no possibility of the mind being confused. When a feeling of aversion arises, there's no possibility that it's going to be attached to or followed. A feeling of jealousy arises. It's just like the weather. There's no no possibility of taking it to be me and mine. Feelings of excitement or desire. There's no delusion that anything can be got or possessed or having a certain experience is somehow going to make life better or more complete. So upadi viveka, seclusion from uh, the attachments to I and me and mine, Letting go of that completely. That's more subtle. It's a more subtle level of non-entanglement, non-attachment, of freedom. But it's that much more liberating as well. And these kinds of viveka, they, they lead on one from another to another. Kaya Viveka, physical seclusion, supports Chitta Viveka. Chitta Viveka supports Upadi Viveka. They represent a, a progressive 
development, a freeing of the heart. In particular, using the inner listening, the attention being put upon the the inner sound, the sound of silence, it supports the quality of jitta viveka. Disentangling from perceptions helps us to remember that this is all a flow of perceptions, patterns of consciousness arising, passing away. To sustain that attention on the inner sound, it's a reminder. It helps the the attention not be drawn into tastes, sounds, flavors, sights, ideas, memories, emotions, moods, plans, fears, hopes. The presence of that inner sound helps to keep it all within a context, keeps it in perspective. Oh, it's just a a wanting, it's just a fearing, it's just a taste, just a sound, just a visual form, that's all. How could it be something that's dangerous? How could it be something that is rewarding? How could it be something that is valuable, that can genuinely be owned? Can't be. It's just part of this flow of perceptions Patterns of consciousness arising, taking shape, dissolving. How could it how could it be owned and what is there to own it? Or even with the establishment of inner listening, it can still be the the subtle habits of conceit. I'm listening to the sound of silence. I'm not getting drawn into perceptions. I'm practicing. I'm developing a lot of clarity. All those I am's are part of the upadi, that the essentials of existence, the, the basis of beingness, that the... Uh, the center or the core of that feeling of I-ness is happening here in this place. It's me that it's happening to, me that's the experiencer, me the doer of the meditation, me the, the hearer of this sound. The Upadi Viveka is freeing the heart from believing in those I-ams. I do, I am, I have, I haven't. I ought, I should, I used to, I will. When there is upadi viveka, the the heart is, is withdrawn, is secluded from those kind of conceits, then it's recognized, as the Buddha put it, that when the, uh, the mind forms a phrase like I am, or I do, or uses personal pronouns, he does this, she is there, we are going to this place. It knows that these are just conventional usages, these are just convenient forms of expression. There's no 
conceiving of a separate, independent, permanent entity. It's just a convenient way of communicating according to common understanding, according to common speech and, and thought. That's all. There's no delusion about some kind of separate, permanent, individual entity located in some place, passing through time. And when the, the heart is really free of those kind of upadi, those kind of conceits, identifications and attachments, there's a great peace. There's an unshakable peace. No thing that arises, no sound, no feeling, no pleasant sensation or painful sensation, no thought, no emotion, I think we see here, smell, taste, or touch can disturb that. And even if that clarity is only established for a moment, a second, half a second, take note of those moments of clarity when all of the, the obstacles, the obstructions have fallen away. When the heart is genuinely free of all identification, all clinging, Notice its quality in those moments. The nature of the heart, free of grasping, free of entanglement. How is it? Let that be the baseline for your experience, for your appreciation of this, this uh, living process. Note that, be aware, bring attention to that. Here is the heart free of obstruction, free of obscuration. Here is the Dhamma knowing its own nature. It's like this. Don't have to come up with a big description or kind of some sort of poetic expression. Know it directly. Know that quality of the heart free of attachments, entanglements. It's not old, it's not young, it's not here, it's not there, it's not female or male, tall or short, healthy or sick. It's awake, it knows. There's a peacefulness, a simplicity, a total normality. It's not ecstatically blissful, Quietly delightful, utterly normal, easeful, spacious. Let that be known. Let that be fully appreciated. Then that be, and then that is the the baseline. That is then the uh, the reference for our life, our mind our experience in the world. This is what lies at the heart of it. Simplicity, purity, peacefulness. <laughs> 